Frequency Cast. Startup in progress. Hi, show 31, Frequency Cast, the UK's digital TV and technology podcast. My name's Carl, and with me is our tech guru, Pete. Hi there. Everything we discuss is based on feedback from our listeners. Check out frequencycast.co.uk to get involved. Let's take a look at what we're covering in today's show as we take another tantalizing take on technology. We check out the ebook's fine print. A look at a new media player and DAB radio. The end of an era for commercial radio. Time to test your TV and technology. Plus questions on hubs, hadrons, HISDA and Humax. But now, here's Pete with a look at the latest TV and tech news. Frequency cast. Now loading. News. And first off, news of a TV rebrand. Following UK TV's rebrand to Dave recently, from the 7th of October, more of UK TV's channels will change names. UK TV drama will become crime channel Alibi. UK TV Gold Plus One will become Watch, featuring Richard and Judy. And UK TV Gold will change its name simply to Gold. Their station Dave has also just got John Cleese on board to host a new gadget show. Next, Sky's Picnic is on hold. Sky's plans to offer pay TV channels such as Sky One over Freeview appear to be on indefinite hold, with Sky blaming regulator Ofcom for delays in approval. Now, some Freeview news. Smile TV 2 has been added to the Freeview lineup. On channel 46, Smile 2 allows viewers to interact with on screen life coaches as well as party girls. Hmm. Now, some radio news. Global Radio, the group that owns the majority of the UK commercial radio stations, has announced that they'll be rebranding nearly 30 of their stations to either Heart or Galaxy, meaning that radio names that have been around for years will slowly be vanishing over the next 18 months. This includes GWR, Invicta, SXFM, Chilton and SGR. Now some HD news. Half-price HD available from Sky. Sky's dropping the price of their HD box from £150 to £75 until the end of October. This applies to new and existing Sky customers. See the link on today's show notes for half-price HD. Staying with Sky, ever wondered what the second card slot is for? Well, Nuts TV is now set to use the second card slot on Sky set-top boxes for a loyalty card scheme. By watching Nuts TV, you'll be able to redeem points for brands including Dixon's and Just Eat. More details when we have them. Now, some Freesat news. Channels added last month include Gallic Channel BBC Alba, France 24, The Audi Channel and Z Music. Some phone news. Android invades in October. The first phone to be powered by Google's operating system Android is said to appear in the UK at the end of October. The Google G1 from manufacturers HTC will be exclusive to T-Mobile in the UK. And finally, we predicted this as a joke back in show 24, but it looks like kids' TV show Rent-A-Ghost could actually be set for a 21st century remake, as well as the series Wurzel Gummidge. That's according to program makers RDF. There you go. Another frequency cast prediction comes true. Thanks, Pete. For more on these stories, take a look at the show notes for show 31 at frequencycast.co.uk, where you can also sign up for updates. 
Uh, one thing I do want to question, though. So you're telling me uh, we're going McDonald's radio, yes? It does look like it, doesn't it? Yeah, this is the story about uh, Global Radio rebranding all of its stations to Heart or Galaxy. I'm really not happy with that, you know. I can't say I'll be loving it. Yeah, well, there's rumours that there's going to be some network shows as well. So because they've all got the same name, it can be done from one central location and shipped out to all the different stations. So all they'll actually be using the old stations for is uh, signal boosters. It does mean some of the real strong radio brands out there, uh, names like Chilton Radio, 210, Invicta, Heriwood, GWR, Broadland, are all going to go, which is a real shame. Some of them have been around 20 years building up their name and their community reputation. And they're going to be, like you say, McDonaldized by uh, Global Radio. Well, that's going to be pointless. Effectively, your car stereo will turn into a CD player of tripe. Yeah, I'm really not happy about this. I do worry a little bit about uh, radio. It's got, um, got some dodgy days ahead. It's having problems with DAB. There's a lot of stations that have been closing down or been taken over recently. And now, of course, with people having iPods and listening to podcasts, then local radio may be a bit of a dying art. Maybe you should write a song. Talking of songs, I want to read out some very poignant lyrics from a song here. Let's hope you never leave, old friend. Like all good things, on you we depend. So stick around, because we might miss you when we grow tired of all this visual. That's Glenn Miller, isn't it? Swing the mood. (laughs) You had your time, you had the power... You've yet to have your finest hour. Do you think radio's ever going to have its finest hour, or is it a dying medium now? I don't know. Who listens to the radio? I know what. Get people to text in. Are you a radio listener as well? Yes, if you've got any thoughts about the demise of local radio, drop us a text or an email. Number's at the end of the show. Do that. Frequency cast. Now loading. Focus. What does Focus hold for me today? Okay, in today's Focus section, we're talking about a couple of audio products, a portable video and audio product, and a text product. What's your preference? Ooh, it all sounds very exciting. Let's do a text product, because that's really not interesting at all. <laughs> okay, we've had a couple of listeners asking us what an ebook is, and in particular, this new book that's been brought out by Waterstones. So we're going to spend a little bit of time talking about ebooks. Carl, usual question to you what is an ebook? An electronic book? Correct. Why would you want to read an electronic book? I, don't, I can't imagine why you'd want an e-book, quite frankly, um, because uh, you haven't got enough room in your suitcase on holiday for a load of normal books. That's about it. Well, look at what we've got written down here as the pros and cons. Read out the pros on my little list here. Apparently, it's convenience. Ebook readers hold hundreds of books. They do indeed. What about magazines? And magazines, yes. All right, then. I thought I was going to catch you out, then. The second pro is it uses this new technology called e-ink. This is a lot easier to read, so you read it without this horrible sort of backlighty type effect. And you can take bookmarks, fast-forward through books, that kind of thing, which is quite clever. Okay, and I suppose the one I agree with more than anything is e-books are kinder to trees. They take them out on dates, they go wine them, dine them, and uh, what's the other thing? <laughs> yes, indeed. So, yeah, e-books are very, very kind for trees. Cheaper as well if you want to buy a book, buy it electronically. It's cheaper because no printing costs, etc. The downsides, though, well, you've got to buy something to read them on. Well, so then there'll be the initial cost of buying the hardware, yeah? Absolutely, yep. Availability of books as well. I mean, there's millions of books published over the last hundreds and hundreds of years. There's not that many electronic books yet, so it's fairly likely that some of the books you're after won't be available electronically. And, of course, the other big thing against e-books is, you know, what's wrong with a paper book? Buy a paper book, the technology works, doesn't need to be charged, doesn't matter if you drop it in the bath, doesn't matter if you get it lost, a book's a book, you can share it with your friends, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I suppose one e-book wouldn't quite make a library, would it? 
Not really, not really. So I want to spend a little bit of time just looking at ebook formats. Now, ebooks aren't actually a new thing, although they've only fairly recently become mainstream because of Waterstone's recent announcement and their uh, ebook reader product that they've just brought out. Ebooks have actually been around for yonks. Um, I used to read ebooks on a Scion. You remember the old Scion 5? Oh, yes. Mm. We like the Scion. Used and to, that, that to... wasn't backlit, was it? So that was actually quite easy on the eyes. Yeah, reading an ebook, reading an ebook on a series five was was fun but doable. Um, so they've been around for a while. These ebooks, mm, long time. I want to just talk about some formats. Um, Moby Pocket is probably one of the biggest known ones. You get a Moby Pocket reader. You get one of those now for the Windows PC, BlackBerry, Windows Mobile, Symbian OS, and Palm OS, and that's actually a fairly common format. There's a couple of electronic book readers out there we need to make mention of. There's one called the Cybook, one called the Irex Iliad. One called the Kindle. Now, that's quite an important one. That's Amazon's own. Amazon in the in the US have got something called a Kindle reader. So a lot of the Amazon.com books you can download onto a Kindle. Not out in the UK, which is a real shame. And the other one is the Sony reader, which is now available in the UK. This Moby Pocket format is actually the same format that Amazon are using for their Kindle. So Moby Pocket and Amazon works fairly well together. And you can also use Moby Pocket on the Cybook and Iliad readers, but not the Sony reader, which is a pain. So Sony reader are a little bit um, exclusive, are they? Unfortunately, all these readers have all got their own quirks and they're all tied to certain formats. We'll come on to the Sony reader in a minute. The uh, next one I want to mention is Microsoft Reader. That uses .lit files, only works on Microsoft PDAs and Windows, which doesn't make it very flexible. Um, then there's the e-reader format, which is a fairly common one. Originally, this was for the Palm PDA. Uh, you can now get this on probably the widest range of platforms. So that's Palm OS, uh, the iPhone, Symbian mobile phones, Windows mobile phones, as well as a Windows or Mac machine. Unfortunately, e-reader doesn't work on any of the uh, e-reader devices we were talking about. Right, so have you got one of these cheeky monkeys? Because I'm really not interested by all this babble. I really want to see one. Right, I'm going to hand Carl... Describe the outside. It's uh, well, it looks like a rather actually, it looks like an old Filofax, but very, very thin. I've got to be honest, it's not a, a thick old chunky thing, it's a, a rather posh leather pouch, really. It's a bit like an oversized wallet. Okay, um, switch it on, switch it at the top there, see what you think of this screen. Ooh, mm. well, that's not backlit, is it? It isn't. This is this wonderful e ink technology that we we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, the way it loaded the page. Uh, was a bit like a photocopier, you know, kind of this strange little, no light, but it's kind of a whole sort of scanning across and then mm-hmm. then kind of prints it. Yeah, so it sort of goes bright, it goes black and then back to white again. It's yeah. really weird. Do you not think that's really clear, though? It's really clear. It's actually very easy on the eye, I've got to be honest. Mm-hmm. In fact, if I read at all, I'd enjoy this. Yeah, you're not much of a reader, are you? But... Not really. So we're looking at a product with the numbers down the right-hand side. It's like uh, channels on an old telly goes one through to zero. So that's one one to ten, effectively. Uh, we've got a, an arrow pointing, so it's quite conveniently placed to the right-hand side. So you can flick pages backwards and forwards. So you've got forward a page, back a page. And then at the bottom, you've got uh, those conventional sort of um, cursor-style arrow things like you get on your phone, really, with an enter button in the middle bottom. Rather than going into every single button and what everything does, what we're actually going to do is we're going to put together one of our unofficial guides, which we're going to send out in the next few days and put up on our website, which will actually describe it in a bit more detail. But just just kind of high-level summary, what we're looking at now is the main index. So you can see here's all of our titles. Mm-hmm. So there's a particular book. Let's open that up. When you open up a book, continue reading, begin, end, bookmarks, table of contents, history. So you can flick through a book, and these are really, really... The text is, is absolutely stunning on some of these things. Yeah, it's really clear, isn't it? It's, it's actually very... It's just like a page under a piece of glass. 
And if you press this, if you're a bit short-sighted, that's full page. I see you zoom in and out. Yeah. It's also rather a nice little gadget because you can also do this. Hang on a second. So you've got a photograph on it. <laughs> yep. You but it is black and white. It is a grayscale photo, so yes. Which you is can... fortunate because your cat is black and white, so exactly. it doesn't show. There you go. There you go. And the other thing it can do. Oh, it does something else, does it? Oh, it's only an MP3 player, isn't it? So actually, that's quite neat. You can actually read a book and listen to your music, which is pretty much what people do anyway, but you only need the one device. So yes, it's uh, an MP3 player as well, so you can listen to your podcasts or listen to music while you're reading your books. Fantastic. That's quite handy, actually. I rather like it. It's very neat. Uh, it is very nice picture. It is very good graphics. It is pristine and crystal clear. It's Christine quality. There you go. So we're going to do a full review of this as a separate Audible download file. Uh, so we don't want to go through every single button on this particular show, but we will make that available very soon. So exactly how many books can you get with this Sony reader? At the moment, this is being sold through Waterstones, and you can also get it direct from Sony. Um, there aren't actually that many books available through Waterstones' own site. They're targeting 20,000 books by the end of 2008, but there are a lot of other sites out there that also let you get access to these books. What I'm particularly fond of is... W.H. Smiths, who actually have a very good online bookstore. One of the listeners to the show, Tim, also recommends a site called fictionwise.com, which also has quite a number of sort of out-of-date, out-of-copyright books, which is a good source as well. Fantastic. So there's a fair few out there, but uh, it's ever-increasing. I'm pretty happy with this. This is not a bad little device. Certainly very, very good for reading books. Um, Holds 160 books. Got a long, long battery life on it. Highly recommended. Check out our show special. Excellent. Not as good as our fridge menus. Right, what are we doing next? Audio device or video device? Your choice. Audio, please. Okay, do you remember we did a digital radio a little while ago called the Pure One? Oh, I remember that. That was a long time ago. Oh, look, it's a tiny version of it. It's the smallest Pure One I've ever seen. Look at that, look at that, look at that. That's about half the size of the original Pure One. So the Pure One radio was about 50 quid. Very, very good radio. They've just brought out three in the Pure One family. So this is the Mini. What do you reckon to that? Well, it's very small. It looks like something that should be on... Um, do you remember My Girl, the film? You know how they had the radio uh, strapped to their bike? It looks like one of those... Is this battery operated? It's rechargeable battery on mains, yeah. It's about the size of a CD case, but thicker, of course. It looks like a CD pouch, really. I rather thought the day of radio had gone, but anyway. So let me get this right. You've powered it up, and now it's doing what? It's searching for radio stations or something? It's just done a scan. It's managed to pick up 70 DAB radio stations where we are. Uh, I'll just tune it into BBC Seven, and... They found, fixed to a beam, the pulley which had hoisted the victim to eternity. Yeah, okay, BBC Seven. So there you go. Well, it's very neat. I like the way it's got a little display screen. So it finds all your radio stations before it starts playing you one. Quite clever. Yeah, it's pretty neat. I like that. It seems simple to use and um, carefree for the old people. There you go. Nice little radio. Uh, it's about 40 quid, which is cheaper than the original. There's two other ones in the family. They brought out the One Elite, which is a stereo version of the original uh, unit. That's 70 quid. And they've also added uh, live pause and rewind, which is quite a nifty feature. Very clever. And they've actually updated the classic as well. They've added uh, pause and rewind to the classic. Both the classic and the elite from Pure are also now compatible with uh, DAB Plus via an upgrade. Sadly, this little mini isn't upgradable to DAB Plus, though. The other two are, though. Right, and how much do the others uh, retail for? The Mini at 40, you've got the Classic at 50, and you've got the Stereo One, the Elite, at 70. So it's all quite reasonable price ranges, really. Absolutely. Pure's big thing at the moment as well is they're very into their energy saving, so these are actually really well rated as, as energy saving devices, which is good. So you can turn that backlight off, can you? Yes. Oh, all right. Yeah. So thrill me once again, what's the last thing we've got to do? 
And we've actually seen a variant of this before. Do you remember that little beast? Look at that. I do, I do. This is the little uh, DVD player that's the size of a... bit bigger than a credit card, really, and a little thicker as well, but the actual size is about the size of your bank card. And uh, it's quite a nice-looking device, actually. I did like this, but I never got one. Why not? So what this has on the front screen here, we've got uh, music, video, picture, text, utilities. And in utilities is a flash player for games, notepad, calculator, scientific calculator. So what's the advantage of this? Did this not have the games thing on it? I don't remember that last time. Apart from that, it looks identical. Very, very similar size. This is now 16 gig, which holds a heck of a lot. You've also got this expansion card slot here, so you can plug in another 2 or 4 gig SD card. Um, they've made a lot of changes to the software. DAB radio which is good, FM radio, voice recorder, records radio as well. It's absolutely stunning at playing back its music. When you say stunning, what's the benefit? Quality is amazing. Let me just get a track playing for you here. So what we've just done for the benefit of our listeners there is we've paused our recording. Carl spent a couple of minutes going through the advanced EQ filter settings. Well, it's a bit unfortunate you can't actually play that to the listeners, but that is actually far better. And listening to the wideband stereo settings. I mean, this has got an awesome array of um, controls for tweaking the audio, hasn't it? Yes, and it has got a, a very nice quality sound in the first place. That sounds absolutely gorgeous. Is that a lower compression ratio than we're used to? We're actually listening to one of our um, bits of music in its normal compression. It does support very high compression. This is probably, I'd say this is a, an MP3 player for the professional. This has got very, very good uh, equalisation settings. While it's playing this track, not only does it give you the title and artist and all that stuff, it's also giving you the sample rate, um, all sorts of other information there, MPE, 3DS, STE, BB, normal frequency response, all sorts of other things. So it's a real techies gadget. I'm very, very impressed with this. This supports a whole load of good stuff. This supports a bucket load of formats. This supports MP3, WMA, WAV, FLAC, APE, JPEG, text, all sorts of video, AVI video. Your favourite OG, remember OG? Oh, OG. OG, OG. OG, all this. OG, Vorbis. OG, Vorbis, yeah, even. FM radio, DAB. 2.5 inch QVGA screen. You can also connect it to your telly, and it's got a, a TV out socket as well for your telly there. If you uh, if you want to hook it up to your telly, built-in rechargeable battery. How long does it give you on the battery life? Then? Let me just tell you, it's uh, 10 hours of video or 52 hours of music on a single charge. Very good. And how much does this all cost me? Care to make a guess? 200 quid. Our friends at Advanced MP3 Players are doing this for 189 at the moment, and you do, I think there's a special offer with it as well. We'll stick a link on our show notes. There is definitely, if I remember right, they are doing a special at the moment, so we'll bung that up on our show notes, but very impressive bit of kit. This is the Cowon iAudio D2 16 gig. Next, as promised, quiz time. I'm going to ask you five questions, Carl. Five questions? Five wholesome questions. All right, I'm going to get five things wrong today. Here we go. <laughs> So I have five questions for you, which also might be interesting for our listeners to see if they know the answers to. No prizes or anything like that. We're going to bung the answers up on our show notes. But it's also a little test. Oh, hold on a minute. Are you saying we can't give away one of those fantastic fridge magnets? Later, later, later. We'll talk what about the, what, later. what the hell was that Don't about? Ask. Yes, you have a chance to win a frequency cast fridge magnet later. Anyway, five questions. I want to see how bright Carl is. I also want to see how bright our listeners are, just for fun. Um, also, if um, if this tickles your fancy, perhaps uh, we could ask our listeners to send in a few questions for Carl. Might be quite interesting. Let's start off with this one. Dave is the home of Witty Banter. Yes? Apparently, yeah. It's a rebranded channel. What was it originally known as before the rebrand? Nigel. Dave Nigel. Okay, question two. What HD formats does Sky support? 
Right, question three. High definition. <laughs> well, HD in formats, so yeah. high, high def and digital. Great, stunning. Uh, question three. Selkirk on the Scottish borders will be going digital in November. Where was first in the UK to go digital? Now, we cover this quite a lot in, in previous shows. Crompton. <laughs> Are you thinking of Trumpton? Probably. <laughs> question number three. Camberwick Green. Question number four. You're doing very well here. HSDPA is a type of what? High-speed download for the internet. Okay, not far off actually. And question number five: How much content does a DVD plus RW hold? This came up in conversation recently, didn't it? Um, two hours, and then on long play up to eight hours. Hey, <laughs> well done. 120 minutes is the answer. How many gigs is that? Though, if you had to do it in gigs. Um, well, including meatloaf and uh, the Bon Jovi one, I don't know, twelve. <laughs> there you go. Five questions. Now you should have known the answers to all of those because we've covered all of those in previous shows. You need to go. Who me, who, me or the listener? <laughs> Both. Mainly you, though. So I'd like you to go back and listen to shows uh, 19 to 29 inclusive, please, Carl. Thank you. Good. I feel fantastic. Frequency cast. Now loading. Interaction. First off, a tip from Henry Lawrence. He's been thinking of buying an EPC 900, a melding to say he's found a Windows Vista Compact CQ50-100EM laptop for £299 new at PC World. It has a 2 gigahertz processor, VGA screen and Wi-Fi. Bargain. Thanks for that tip, Henry. Now here's a podline call. My name is Forster, Colin Forster, and I have just changed over from a have 1.5 to a 2.0. Can I safely use the new CD with the Hub 2 uh, without losing anything or spoiling anything existing on a system which is working perfectly well? Hello, Colin. Well, the good news is that switching to a Home Hub V2.0 is very straightforward. One thing to note is you don't actually need to install the CD of software that comes with the Hub, as you can access the Home Hub settings from a connected web browser. All you have to do is go to a web browser and type in the address bthomehub.home and pressing enter. The CD can be handy for first-timers, but it does include software that you'll probably never use. Cool! We had a mail from Mark Livesley. He's just got Satanta on BT Vision and sent in some thoughts. Install was easy, although it took a call to BT to activate the service. The sports package is very good content-wise. I'd imagine there'll be a lot of peeps looking at this to save money by ditching Sky. The picture quality on Satanta is poor, though, apparently due to lack of bandwidth. Do you guys know if they have any hope of upping their bandwidth in the foreseeable future? Hi, Mart. Not the first time you've heard that, and it is more noticeable on large TV screens when watching fast action. It is, as you say, all about the bandwidth, and there's none spare on Freeview at the moment. We're not aware of any plans to up Satanta's bandwidth. It might be worth looking at the BT Vision on-demand sports content that you can download to see if you're happier with that quality. Next, in our emergency update a few weeks ago, we mentioned the end of the world. Thanks to those that pointed out that although the Large Hadron Collider was switched on last month, they've not actually started colliding just yet. True, true. Ian Coxall's worried about the end of the world. Does anyone actually know for real that something big won't happen when these particles are thrust into one another? After all, experts are doing this to see what happens, which shows they don't know yet. Still, I suppose a black hole would solve all the problems this planet has. Shame to destroy four and a half billion years of evolution, though. As well as 31 of our podcasts. And I'm sure the digital dinosaur agrees with that. I mean, look what happened last time. 
It looks like the world's had a reprieve, though, as the massive Large Hadron Collider packed up in September due to a helium leak. Apparently it won't be working again until spring 2009. Let's hope they kept the receipt, eh? Now, here's Graham asking about a Linux installation. My name is Graham, and I'm calling this from a software hex hunt. About two years ago, I was a bit stunned, but I managed to install Red Hat Linux on a box of Jacob's Cream Crackers. Now, I was wondering if nowadays it were possible to install a Linux on a box of Asda's own brand crackers, because they're a lot cheaper than that. I love the show, by the way. Goodbye. Graham, now I think you know that's a silly question, don't you? You can't install Ubuntu Linux on a box of Asda cream crackers. There's only enough megabytes with Jacobs. I thought everyone knew that. Next, Marlene Wilson asks, I have a property in Spain and I would like to use a Slingbox to access programs there, but I only have a dial-up connection in Spain. Is it still possible? Well, not really. Slingbox needs around 200 kbps to get a decent viewing experience on a PC. With dial-up, you'll be lucky if you get 50. Technically, you should be able to watch telly over dial-up if you use the lowest quality settings, but you certainly won't find the experience a good one. Next, a call from Giles. I'm um, getting a Sky Digital Dish installed, and at some point was wondering whether to get um, FreeSat, basically just replace the the boxes. Um, my query is that I'm just going to get Sky Digital at the moment, um, but will I be able to receive HD on that dish um, to a a, a free top box. Um, My name is Giles and I'm from Chorley. Thank you. Yes, Sky and FreeSat do use the same type of dish. If you buy a FreeSat HD box, it will work with a standard Sky dish. And one here from Robert Povey. He asks, Can you give me any idea when a FreeSat PVR will be available and who will produce it? As far as we know, we'll be seeing a FreeSat Twin Tuner PVR in late November manufactured by Humax. Watch this space. Now, another podline call. Hello, um, my name is uh, Johan. Uh, I'm phoning from Manchester in the United Kingdom. Um, I've just got a query about the BT Home Hub. Um, I seem to have uh, difficulties with the Home Hub uh, dropping the wireless signal um, every single night at around about 8 o'clock. I've got another computer which is hardwired into the BT Home Hub, which never loses the signal, uh, the connection. Hi, Johan. Two things to check. If you have a Home Hub V2.0, check your power settings to ensure that your Home Hub doesn't switch itself off at 8 o'clock. Otherwise, it could be something on the same Wi-Fi channel conflicting with your Home Hub and laptops. Try picking one of the Hub's other channels. There are 13 to play with. There's help on this on our Home Hub FAQ. Fantastic, and I'm sure Johan agrees. Now, what's this I hear about money-saving ideas for our listeners? Well, everyone's a little bit hard up at the moment. What with the the credit crunch and everything else? (coughs) Thank you, Carl. Leave the microphone alone. So what we've managed to find, one of our production guys has found us some voucher codes. We have some special codes. £5 off DAB radios, including the pures we talked about earlier. 10% off PVRs. 10% off Freeview Sky and Satanta boxes. 10% off FreeSat receivers. That's a really good one. The half-price HD offer we talked about from Sky. And also £5 off any Cowon player. Not bad, eh? I think I'm going shopping. If you want those codes, frequencycast.co.uk forward slash codes. Oh, that's a hard one. Right. 
But I do have the phone text results, you'll be pleased to hear. Yes, and the majority of our listeners appear to have N95s. That'll be Nokia. See, I know what the N stands for. It's not Nintendo, like you thought. Um, Adam Charles has. He's an N95 user. He likes Series 60, but it can be annoyingly slow, apparently. Paul Tang got in touch from Bridgewater. He's an iPhone user. Good lad. Anyway, uh, Mark Keane from Walsall also has an N95. Good boy. And Michael Johnson, one of our regulars, uses a QTEC 8000. 500 or 8500 and he's waiting for the new Sony Ericsson Xperia 1. Ooh, getting a bit of variety in this area, mm. aren't we? Uh, Paul Stoneman uses an LG 830 Ugh. on the 3Network. You right there? Carry on, monkey. Uh, recently got a 3 mobile broadband dongle at £5 a month due to having a contract phone with them. It gives me one gig of downloads per month. So there you go, that's a little snapshot of the listeners that got in touch telling us about their mobile phones. Last show, we also asked people to get in touch to talk about a live show for us. Remember that? Oh, yes. And we got a very, very disappointing reaction, didn't we? We did, yes. So the plan was we were going to do a show and let people listen live and send us live messages while we did the show. Then we put it out as a normal podcast. But pretty much no one was actually that interested in us doing it. I know there are a couple of our regulars that really, really want to hear a live show. So what we're going to do, we're going to discuss the matter again when we get another seven people on iTunes reviewing us. So if you really want a show, let's see those reviews in iTunes. Ooh, look at you, striking a deal. (laughs) Okay, so what we're going to talk about on the text line this time, we want your views on the little rant we had at the start of the show. Local radio. What do you think of local radio? Would you be sad to see local radio stations lose their identity? Do you listen to the local radio? Do you like local radio? Do you have any memories of it? Text us, name, where you're from, your views on local radio, and we'll read out some of the best on the next show. And the text number is... Zero, seven, eight, eight, two, zero, four, three, five, two, one. And one lucky texter may win one of our new prizes, Carl. <laughs> oh, good grief. Why Why do we have a box of fridge magnets? Excuse me. Where, where is the producer? He's a, such a plum. Look, look at this. Look, look, look. Isn't that great? They're a pile of bish. Oh, does, does he know that we don't like them? Go on then. So if somebody wants a unique, never-to-be-repeated fridge magnet for Frequency Cast, get texting. How many hundred are in there? Frequency Cast. Shut down in progress. Well, that's it for this Frequency Cast. If you want to get in touch, you can leave us a voicemail message on 0208 133 4567. Or you can contact us from our site. If you're on the move, text us on 07882 043 521. You can also find us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Remember to check out the show notes for this show, Show 31 for links to everything we've discussed today. While you're there, click the Add Us to iTunes button. Our web address is www.frequencycast.co.uk. So that's the end of this show and possibly an era, but the future is bright as ebooks draw nearer. Despite Hatrams and Humax and Homes Without Hubs, with a new line of radio we can all take some dubs. Or dabs. Catch you on the next show. And please spread the word. Frequency Cast. Shut down.